0: Welcome to the Troutcast, the only podcast that isn't about fishing. the only podcast that isn't about fishing. I'm your captain, Kelgore Trout. I post things on Twitter and I make videos right up right here on this channel, um, so subscribe. Uh, today we have our most special guest yet. What's up, Harvey?
1: Oh, what's up? <laughs> I'm honored to be the first guest. Oh yeah, guest. Wow. first
0: guest. We're christening the podcast. Um, <laughs> I didn't even mean for that to be a boat joke. But <laughs> I'm just was. gonna keep it going, yeah. Uh, but this is not about fishing, so let's not talk too much about like that kind of stuff. Um, uh, so Harvey is one of my Twitter friends. Uh, her username is Harvey the Haint. I'll like put that on the screen here okay. um, if you want to follow her. Also, she has a really cool podcast. It's called The Hooten Holler, uh, a podcast about the Ozarks because you live in the Ozarks in Missouri, yeah. right?
1: Yep. Awesome. It's pretty. It's pretty over here.
0: Yeah, I know. I've seen some of your pictures. It looks pretty amazing and like some pretty cool wildlife and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, we got all that.
0: I recently listened to an episode of Hoot and Holler where you talk a lot about multi-level marketing and the prosperity gospel and how those are kind of intertwined and and how it impacts like marginalized groups a lot. And I thought that was really interesting because I listen to a lot of anti-MLM content, but it's very rarely from like a leftist perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, before we get started, is there anything you would like to say to introduce yourself or anything?
1: Oh, I'm I'm Harvey. I have my podcast, and yeah, nice. it is a it's a leftist podcast, and uh, because there's... you guys are very
0: funny. I love it. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> it, it's hard to find. Uh, it's a little bit harder to find like minded people here in the Ozarks. So yeah, we we talk about politics a lot, and we talk about religion a lot because of mm-hmm. where we are, and those things are so intertwined here. And yes, yeah, and MLMs are so prevalent here and completely intertwined with religion for Mm -hmm. a lot of reasons and it's one of my favorite things (laughs) I could talk about this for hours
0: yeah well that's okay um so however this podcast is never more than 30 minutes that's kind of the whole gimmick um and we have 27 uh, no sorry 28 minutes left on the clock so first question what did you have for dinner last night (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh oh beef stew it's so hard
0: to remember <laughs> beef stew did you make it
1: beef stew I uh, know my husband made it and Ooh, he put Brussels nice. sprouts in it and that oh, was interesting. interesting and it was pretty hmm. good I were was they, worried like, crispy, at first
0: or were they like kind of like soft
1: well he roasted them first oh, of all nice. before he put them in but after they got in they were uh, yeah Soft, hmm. But they were I'd good. I'd
0: probably, I'd probably re- like rather have mine on the side, but I don't know. Maybe I maybe.
1: was worried when I saw them, uh, but good. they were they were good. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I recently like pretty much maybe during the pandemic, like de- decided I like Brussels sprouts, and then like had like a couple months where that was like my main food. I just like was obsessed with them, and then I kind of burned out on them.
1: <laughs> they're good. That's kind of how I
0: am about things. You know, I'll go oh, my yeah. whole life without doing it, and then like speed run. Oh, Frank is trying to get in the frame.
1: Oh. I, I existed mostly on string cheese during the pandemic. Just really? The string cheese.
0: <laughs> um, so, you were saying right before we started how much you love essential oils. Do you think it's wise to inject them? Uh, yeah, well, I. <laughs> oh my God, I, Frank, no, no, he's going to knock everything over. Hold on, hold on. Okay, go, go ahead. Do your thing. Okay, wow. Such grace. Wow. I love freebasing essential oils. (laughs) I like to cure like really, really serious illnesses with it that like normally aren't curable.
1: Every time (laughs) I've had cancer, I've taken care of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't even go to the doctor anymore. Pretty crazy culture that's been built up around, um, the scams that are MLMs. It's kind of funny to watch like the, it's like top down, like first and foremost, it's important that like the business model works, uh, and then everything else follows. So like, if we have to just make essential oils a part of Christianity by like denying science, we'll make it work somehow. Right. And they, like,
1: well, I mean, the and gymnastics. they operate, I mean, all of this stuff, because I can always tie this back to prosperity doctrine is that uh, it all operates on faith, the yeah. same as religion. And yep. uh, you have to a have a faith, faith in those oils as well. Yeah. Are you aware of the um the young living founder? Oh yeah, and- I'm aware. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, Dr. Dr. but not Dr. like Robert Young or whatever. Uh of like, Kevin Young. Gary or something. Gary, he, yeah. Gary Gary. It Gary was like something. It was like D. Gary Young, but then they started calling him Dr. Gary Young. <laughs> and, and then he, he like killed all these people. Including his own child. Oh god, that one's that one's a lot, yeah. um he like it's one thing to like grift but if your grift is that you are pretending to be what was it like an obstetrician or like a midwife or something where he was like delivering a lot of babies yeah he was
1: delivering babies he
0: went against court orders like like a dozen times to deliver more babies and i'm like at this point (laughs) it's not just that you're trying to make money you're like very specifically trying to do this one thing Really, weird. Uh,
1: the the medical grift is one of the oldest ones in the book, though. You know, the, that's the snake yeah, oil salesman, and that's essential oils are literally snake oil. Yeah, that's
0: that's a it's it's not even like veiled. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and another thing about essential oils that really gets me is that it's it's such a part of like the hippie wellness mm-hmm. industry, but essential oil making them is such an unsustainable process it takes (laughs) yeah I've seen hundreds of pounds of plant material to produce like this much oil it's
0: really weird (laughs) I feel like certain hippie things were like very much like this like liberal like 70s hippie culture and it's gone there and back to now be like the culture of like the anti-science people but in like a conservative christian (laughs) way and it's in like a patriotic way it's so bizarre Mm -hmm. because uh, it doesn't make sense
1: and it's not it's it is the conservative christian way but even the ones who are still hippies Mm -hmm. and they will rail against donald trump was losing my mind at the beginning of the pandemic because I was watching multiple women on media from like hippies selling their oils, Bernie supporters, to down the QAnon rabbit hole. Oh yeah. And, and ending up posting Pepe memes like two months <laughs> into <the> pandemic. Wow. <laughs> so, like, okay. So that, happening?
0: that's another one is like, um, I don't know. There's a, there's a, it's a, an argument technique. I forget what it's called. It's called like front loading or something where you're like, Hey, there's a lot of corruption and there's a lot of like filia and Hollywood or something like that. And it's like, yeah, that's true. And then the second part of the sentence is like, <laughs> and Donald Trump is going to save the yeah. world and he's this like mastermind. And it's like, Oh wait, what? But, like, they yeah. get people with, like, this, this this thing up front, like, hey, this, this is pretty true. Like, there's, you know, there's corrupt people running the world. Yep. And then, like, and?
1: Yeah. The, the, Our solution get, is bonkers. They understand the problem, yeah. but the way they mm. get to it is completely ass-backwards. And, I mean, that's just the way yeah. all alt-right movements draw people in. And yeah. so, so many, I mean, almost all of those hippie type are anti-vaxxers and so QAnon went after anti-vaxxers
0: yeah so the one of the funniest things is is like you you know as someone who listens to a lot of like internet media and stuff I know all about like manifestation and all like prosperity doctrine and like Uh all that kind of stuff but then to watch the two like merge and like I, watching these like anti-masker videos where they're like, I can't get COVID because I have like the, the magnetism or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm only attracting good things and it's an evil, <laughs> it's an evil devil wavelength. And I'm like, you're like oh. 70 years old and like conservative. And you're talking about the hippie dippy stuff. And it's kind of funny. It's kind of unexpected.
1: And then on the on the other the hippies will and especially around here because we are in the Bible belt where I am. Yeah. And so the hippies have to react against evangelical culture. And okay. they'll, you know, those talk they'll they'll talk about those uh, hypocritical evangelicals yeah. and then in the next breath say how they're attracting wealth.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Which also, takes,
0: which also takes a certain level of faith, right? Like you said, a lot of these things are weirdly faith-based.
1: Well, MLMs um, and prosperity doctrine use the same language. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: just in case anybody doesn't know, MLMs are like multi-level marketing, basically pyramid schemes that are somehow still legal. And prosperity doctrine is the belief that like whatever you give, especially to like the church, you're going to get back. So it's basically a way to trick poor people into like giving tithe, basically, like to give money every week at church because they'll like get it back in some other way. And, and it
1: goes directly into the pocket of the yeah. pastor.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like a cash transaction. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you, how did you originally sort of get in, interested in MLMs or anti-MLM stuff?
1: Well, I guess um <laughs> watching so many of my friends yeah start selling mlms in my early 20s and then i actually i bought one because uh-huh. i i was needing to lose weight quickly right yeah. i was like mm-hmm. going on a vacation or whatever and i had some baby weight and my friend was selling beach body and so i was oh, like oh well i'll try it out and um i actually did lose weight but not because of I was just counting calories and exercising for the Mm, first time, (laughs) so I lost weight. (laughs) And then when it came time to renew my subscription, these health shakes were one hundred and sixty dollars. I was like, Are they gross? Actually, they're really good. You like them, okay? (laughs) And it was a nightmare to try to get unsubscribed from. Yeah, this shake. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. And so I had. I mean, I had absolutely zero interest in selling these things but of mm-hmm. course as soon as i signed on to just do the little weight loss program yeah. i was being pressured to sell You're them in. and i was like yeah. yeah no and so then i started paying more attention to it and also i was raised mormon and right. mlms are huge utah is the mlm capital yeah. of the world
0: do you think that gives you kind of like more i guess like sympathy for like these MLM people or less sympathy?
1: <laughs> well, I think it allows me to see grifts more clearly. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I have this theory. <laughs> uh, I guess it's just based on, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's based on. But like, when you have to work through some of your own kind of like cognitive dissonance about something, maybe religion, maybe something else, it makes it really hard for you to like, uh, not see it everywhere. Kind of. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah, you kind of see what's happening as it's happening and you're like, I've been there, you know, yeah, and, like, to, yeah. to go from being raised Mormon to, uh, no longer being Mormon, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like there's a lot that has to happen there.
1: Oh you know, yeah. You got to work through. And I I did that. I mean, I left church when I was 17, I think. Oh, wow. So I left pretty early. But yeah, I definitely, I feel like I can see you when a, like, oh, you're trying to start a cult. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Um, But also I do, (laughs) just girly things. Um, I I do have sympathy for, not for the grifters who are knowingly perpetuating this. Yeah. But... I mean, so many people that get involved in these things are just desperate people yeah. and they're victims. They're victims of. Yeah, spams. that's
0: the, the messed up part is that everyone who's involved in it, except for maybe like the founders, was at one point a victim. But mm-hmm. yeah, victims can also victimize other people, uh, first mm-hmm. of all, uh, and abuse other people. But also, I think that a ton of the people who are kind of like, like you said, you got signed up for it not really realizing what was going on and stuff. And obviously you weren't like, you weren't trying to join, but still you got like wrapped up in it. Once you, once you realize what was happening, you got out. But I think what happens is that certain people, once they realize what's happening, they're like, oh, I get it. I get that the way I can make money doing this is by like leaning into it and doing this to other people. And I think once you cross that boundary, like I think that it's probably really hard to reconcile later as like oh like I'm still a well,
1: person that that brings me to thinking about something I saw happen was because you can only even if you are successful doing an MLM you can only keep it going for so long before the True. bottom just drops off and so mm-hmm. I saw the the people who were successful doing their MLM stuff 10 years ago they mm-hmm. took that as far as they could but then they were already realizing that they could make money being grifters and so those are the people who transitioned to being influencers mm-hmm. and lifestyle coaches and that are now selling the courses and yeah
0: yeah so i i was doing some uh some digging for a cringe video yesterday and i found someone who she's not in an MLM she probably used to be but she specifically does these like courses and stuff for people that are and she like she hashtags it with like mlm success and mlm tips but she's not selling anything um probably because if she were she'd be tied down to one company but she realizes she can sell it to all these women who are just like looking Mm -hmm. for a way to somehow make some money off of this and she can sell them all this like branding and everything and it's like a grift inside of a grift and it's just it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like the turducken. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so much of this coaching stuff is coaching people to be entrepreneurs or to be coaches. Yeah. But the, the entrepreneur, the starting your yeah. own business, the business is just being an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also think that um, they all kind of pretend
0: to be a certain level of like wealthy. And Mm -hmm. some of them might be, and some of them might be making money off of the influencing. But the idea that influencers make a ton of money and are just like, money is just like being thrown around at them Mm -hmm. is so such a lie. It's such a lie. And like, it's really, really hard to watch because I'm like, you're either getting this money from someone else, like in your life, or you're just flat out lying about your lifestyle.
1: If. Well, and that they, they have to, they have to do the lie because what they're selling is themselves. Exactly. And so know what, no one will buy the product if they yeah. don't look successful. And that's the same way with the MLM model. Like yeah. we're supposed to believe you're making six figures a month selling these hideous patterned leggings mm-hmm. and, and we can too, if we just yeah. work hard enough at it. And so can and you exactly and all a big lie. Oh yeah.
0: Um, so it, you also organize mutual aid too. So I'm wondering, in you're in Missouri, what is mm-hmm. like, what kind of stuff do you guys do, and what is it like there?
1: So we um, do a weekly distribution. like oh, cool. Um, like of like. Of sur- yeah, like survival, basic survival gear for unhoused people in our community. Nice. Okay. And like um, kits? we just take. Well, we, we take, what we do is we take a list, um, every week, um, of people just tell us what they want and what they need. Mm -hmm. And then we go fulfill that and bring it to them the the next week, the following week. And so it's a lot of, it's tents, sleeping bags, hygiene stuff. This is mostly Um, in
0: Springfield?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we're it, called it, the Southwest Missouri Solidarity Network, but we're mostly based in Springfield. Mm-hmm. And we've also done some other things. We've done um, we've done a brake light clinic, changing people's oh, cool. brake lights yeah. for free. That's a good one. So cut yeah, cut down on cop interaction.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like in Springfield?
1: yeah I mean, we have a, a large unhoused population Just and like the status quo now, I guess, in every city. Well, it continues our our city is undergoing a bit of a change because mm-hmm. we used to be this part of the country used to be pretty well known for how low our housing costs were. and to give you an example, um when I moved to Springfield eight years ago, uh we rented a house. It was a two-story house, three bedrooms, mm-hmm. fenced backyard. It was three ninety-five a month, three hundred and ninety-five dollars a month. Oh my
0: god, that's like a Peloton subscription. <laughs> 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 like seriously, like that—that's—it's that, just—it's just insane what's happened. I mean, like, what do you think that place you rented goes for now? Just as like a year-over-year kind of nine hundred, a thousand,
1: like, like at least the. the, whole. the the housing costs have skyrocketed and they just keep building and building and building all of these luxury apartment buildings. Hmm. And they literally go in and bulldoze homeless encampments and then build luxury apartments in their place. (laughs) And so the number of unhoused people just continues to grow because there is nowhere for anyone to live here anymore.
0: Yeah. So that's uh, something that really blows my mind. Like I said, like, okay, San Francisco is known for like tons of unhoused people and really, really expensive rents. But then I go to other places and I realize that there's those problems exist in a lot of other places too, especially now, Mm -hmm. I don't know about 15 years ago or something, but like, you know, I graduated high school in 2009. So (laughs) pretty much since then, it's kind of been like a, a real shit show. Uh, yeah in general so um also i was going to ask you um where do you go for like your kind of like mlm or anti mlm content do you have like a like a place oh you, it's got to
1: be it's got to be instagram i don't even use my instagram anymore because this is part, I was literally losing my mind at the start of the pandemic. And I was like, I can't log on to Instagram. All of these people are living in some separate reality that I am not a part of. They are yeah. all acting like everything is fine and there's nothing weird going on. And that makes me feel more crazy. Like I need I need to be around people who are <laughs> acknowledging that there is a problem. And so I had just had to get off Instagram. But uh, every once in a while I pop in there. Just to to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> I was on um, I was on Instagram last night and I um I screen capped something to share with you. Oh yeah, that, tell me. Um, this is from uh, a lifestyle coach and and it's like a meme <laughs> that she okay. shared in her stories. Oh, and they're says, so good at memes. <laughs> <laughs> Every. Everyone looks at the cost of a book, course, or coach. Nobody considers the cost of being in the same place one year from now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I always hear that. There's like the MLM people, and they're like, they're like, if you can't afford a three hundred dollar startup kit, you need this more than anyone. And I'm like, holy shit,
1: that has got to be. This is- this is another place where it uses the same prosperity doctrine language because it's uh, you have to invest in yourself, you know, exactly, if you invest in exactly. yourself, then you'll you have reap to the
0: rewards. It's like, don't think about, don't think about all the fear in your head. Think about what mm-hmm. could happen. And it's like, uh-huh. that's, that's good for like somewhat inspirational stuff. But when it's just to scam people, like, come on, you're literally telling people to like ignore their instincts.
1: That's and I feel bad. like what you're getting on the other end is just, like, generic platitudes that you could oh, find sure. <laughs> scrolling on Pinterest yeah. for five minutes.
0: Um, so do you follow, like, anti-MLM
1: accounts, or do you just follow MLM huns? I just follow MLM huns, but every, every once <laughs> in a while... Straight from the source! <laughs> straight from the source. Every once in a while, I get on the um, anti-MLM Reddit Oh yeah to see because they usually have some funny stuff
0: okay so now I'm gonna ask you just a couple fun little questions okay. um what is your dad's favorite joke
1: <laughs> my uh my dad is uh a long time incarcerated individual so man
0: <laughs> all right so um I would I don't that's know That's not Who very funny Harvey, okay <laughs> I know I feel like I, I feel like I always want to ask people this but like it's a total gamble of whether they're going to be like my dad's dead or if they're going to be like <laughs> oh like it's like fart joke <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like okay um <laughs> what I know that, of then. my dad um
1: oh god he I think he's really in a duck dynasty so <laughs> ooh, like some some duck dynasty joke probably oh, probably god only yeah. knows. I mean, I, I feel like want if to you're, know.
0: okay, not to, uh, um, sugarcoat anything, but I feel like one of the only positives about being incarcerated is you probably hear a lot of really good jokes, <laughs> right? Like you got a bunch of probably. dudes sitting around stuck in there and they have nothing I to do but work on every their type, type five. Exactly. <laughs> Working on their type five. Exactly. And, beca- and they probably hear the same guy tell the same joke a hundred times and they're like oh my god if I have to hear you tell this joke again um okay well that didn't really that's what's your favorite joke
1: (laughs) oh my god um
0: I don't know any jokes I like to ask people questions Mm. that are really hard to answer on the spot (laughs) (laughs)
1: like I can't think of a single I've never heard a joke (laughs) Hmm.
0: yeah exactly that's how I get to when people ask me questions people will be like what's your favorite movie and I'm like I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, never all of a sudden, one. all of a sudden, I cannot think of a single movie that I I've have never had. seen a movie. <laughs> I watched a movie last night. I have no idea what it was. Um, <laughs> now that you asked me this. Okay, how about this? If you had to, uh, like, ho- you know what I mean? If you were the guest on a drunk history episode, what historical event are you getting drunk and talking
1: about? Okay. Um... Maybe What's the Mormon Wars. Went, uh, oh, what? Mormon Wars versus Mormons? Mor- no, Mor- the, the, the government versus Mormons. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: My, favorite, my favorite joke about, it's not really a joke. Um, my favorite thing to say about Mormons is that um, trains are older than their religion. <laughs> 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 like When you put it in perspective, you're like, oh, wow, like this has not been around that long. Right? That,
1: um, Mormonism is one of the only true American religions.
0: True, it's like the banjo of religions.
1: <laughs> well,
0: because <laughs> the, the, the banjo is ban- like one of the only American instruments, right?
1: the The banjo is an African instrument, what? actually. Wait, yeah. What am I have... thinking of then? There's like two American, uh, maybe, a, uh, maybe a dulcimer or something. I don't know. Probably something really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Never mind. I for some reason I thought that the banjo. Oh, I think it's maybe the electric guitar is the other one. Hmm. If that counts. But anyways, it's like the the banjo. It's something else. I thought they were the only two that were like ours.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I, I should have known too, better. Yeah. I should have known
0: better that it was. Yeah, it was not ours. <laughs> we took it.
1: Um, okay. Um, another um, way, Another historical event okay. that um, I I really like is. I, do you listen to The Dollop at all? The Dollop. I broadcast? have, but not in a while. There's this crazy story about it. It's called Moving Day, and it used to be in New York City. Every year on a certain day, like May 3rd or whatever, everyone had to move. <laughs> everyone had to move to a new apartment. Where? <laughs> it was it was a law in New York City. And was the story it, real? it was it, yeah, it, the story is one of the wildest things I've ever heard. So I encourage you to look up the dollop Yeah, day. that's super it funny. <laughs>
0: um okay, so name name one movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Wild at Heart.
0: Uh, why did you name that?
1: Um well, I named that because it's a Nicolas Cage movie and mm. something else about it. me. But
0: her is really good.
1: Oh god, it's amazing. Something else about me is that I'm on a quest to watch every single thing that Nicolas Cage has ever appeared in.
0: Ooh. Do you feel like there's a um other than Nicolas Cage? Do you feel like there's a uh, a common thread with all all his all his work?
1: Well, I think uh, the the descent into madness is a common
0: Oh, interesting! Before we go, can you please give our listeners a little bit of like a, a motivational saying to take with them?
1: <laughs> this is well. This is, I think I feel like you can always just like say any random shit, mm-hmm. um, and it give us some platitude. Be an MLM saying. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to achieve your highest potential, uh-huh. you have to be willing to dig to your lowest self.
0: <laughs> nice. I like that. I like the, the high, low kind of thing. All right. Well, this has been episode number one of the Troutcast. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Harvey for joining me here. And um, yeah, I mean, let me know if you ever want to come back on the pod. We'll talk about some more stuff.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on.